Hello, folks. Welcome once again to another edition of Volunteer Spotlight, Who's Behind That Voice here on Radio Talking Book. This is Ryan O., your host. This is the program where we get to know the voices that you hear every day on Radio Talking Book. Today, we're here with Karen Cote. Karen, welcome to the show. Hi, Ryan. Thanks so much. This is going to be a fun interview because Karen's fresh off a root canal, so <laughs> God knows what it's going to sound like by the time we're done. Uh, Karen reads the Guideposts magazine for us every Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. here on Radio Talking Book. Karen, tell us first where you're from. Uh, tell us about your background and kind of what brought you to Omaha. Okay. Well, that that's what was always one of my favorite questions, Ryan, because I used to always say I'm not from anywhere. <laughs> I was uh, born in Fort Belvoir, Virginia. My dad was in the Army, and we did a lot of moving around. But I went to high school in Memphis, Tennessee. My father realized how important it can be at that age to be in one place. And so he retired, and we lived in Memphis for several years. Then I went off to college in Tulsa, Oklahoma. While I was there, I um, met a man whose nephew was opening a restaurant in Omaha, and food service interested me. And I was silly enough to think that to get a job in a restaurant, you had to have connections. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how I moved to Omaha. I, I have to ask because I love restaurants. I'm kind of a foodie. What was the restaurant? It was Jack and Mary's. Jack and Mary. And it was just within a year or two after Jack and Mary had sold it, and um, the the nephew and his business partner were the ones that bought it. That has a ring to it, that familiar ring. Is that still around, Jack and Mary's? I believe it is, but it has moved, and I haven't been there in years, but it was part of the fried chicken empire in Omaha. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. So how long ago was this? I graduated from college in 1980, and that's when I moved to Omaha. Okay, so you've been in Omaha since 1980. We're talking, I want to say, 40, about almost 43 years now. So what's kept you in Omaha? What do you like about it? Well, first of all, I really do like Omaha. When I moved here in 1980, the people I met didn't think so highly of Omaha. wasn't much to do here except eat in restaurants and stuff like that, and I thought, boy, you don't know. It's a great place. So I... um, Met my husband, got married, and have just stayed. You know, I, I do love Omaha, and I have no reason to move. So tell me, you mentioned that you got here in 1980. What did your professional life look like? <laughs> well, I worked in a couple of restaurants for a few years, and then I found myself out of work. And uh, that was about the time that the Marriott Hotel opened in Regency, and I started there again chopping lettuce, as I used to say. But after about a year and a half, I became their food purchaser and ended up staying doing different kinds of purchasing for that hotel and other administrative sort of things for 36 and a half years till I retired five years ago. I'll be darned. (laughs) So you've worked in the restaurant industry for your entire career. Yes, yes. How would you say the industry from your perspective has changed from 1980 to now? Wow. Um, Well, specifically with a hotel that's part of a large chain, I would say that the the business aspects really kind of took over a lot of other things. You know, just trying to make the trying to make the dollars and stuff for the parent companies, and everything was franchised, and it wasn't quite as much 
creativity and hard work as it had been in the beginning. But the good news is that there are so many independent places opening up and people who love to cook. And so it's not just one kind of a, you know, I was in one little corner of the industry, but it's it's way bigger than that. Did you ever... Think about trying to open up your own restaurant? Everybody does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I thought. And uh, it did not take much thinking to decide, no, that really wasn't that really wasn't for me. Let's play with the hypothetical fantasy for a moment. What would Karen Cote's ideal restaurant look like? Wow. Well, I go way back to when, before I'd even been in the business very long, my mother said, we should open a place and just serve breakfast and lunch. So I think that would be an ideal where you weren't locked in all the time and you could have lots of baked goods, lots of baked goods, breads and muffins and all of those yummy things and and um, really a welcoming, probably small place where it's more like family and you can interact with your customers and build a relationship and, and know what they want, but try new things and they trust you. And so they eat them. And there, how's that for a fantasy? That is my favorite kind of restaurant. You're talking the <laughs> mom and pop hole in the wall diner. There was two or three of those in my neighborhood when I lived in Denver. Uh-huh. And I miss them terribly here in Omaha. There's nothing that I can walk to anymore. But I, that was my breakfast place on weekends yeah. uh, without the Littleton Cafe. Yes. So tell me about your husband and your personal life, Karen. Well, um, Tom also, I met him at Jack and Mary's because that's what foodies do. And he has gone from hotels to um, business. He worked at Mutual and Physicians Cooking for a while. And now he is at one of the assisted living places in town and technically retired a few years ago, but stayed on pool status, which they, um, they utilize, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And um, he, like I, it's all about the customer. He really loves to feed people and make sure they're taken care of. When we would go visit my parents, if my mother liked one thing and my father liked the other, then Tom would make both. And that's just who he is. Wow. Yes. So you, how long have you been married? Uh, 41 years this year. That is a long time. <laughs> it is a long time. Very, very long time. Any kids? Uh, we have one. My son, Pete, he lives in outside of Denver about an hour and um, with his cat. So oh, yes, a cat. One, one, one son, one grand cat. One. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any pets? Um, I have right now a dog and a cat. Both of them are rescue and um, I love them very much. Bless your heart. You know, I'm, I'm always my, – my cats have both been rescues. Yes. There's a special place in heaven for, for people to take in rescue animals. Um, tell me what their names are and what kind of animals they are. Well, the, cat. Um, the cat is Maury. I got him pretty soon after I lost one of my two cats, and the one who, who died uh, was not open to other pets. And I was cleaning cat cages at the Humane Society and stuck my head in one of the cages to clean it, and this cat marched up and just smashed his forehead on my forehead. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, honey, I can't take you home. And then I remembered that Sparky George was no longer with yeah, me, and yeah. I could. So Maury came home with me. And then Kaina, her full name is Shakaina. We got her from a rescue agency. We're not really expecting to get a dog. Wasn't sure if we wanted one, but went ahead and filled out the paperwork. And the way it all came together, 
we really saw God's hand in bringing this dog into our life. And so that's why she's named Shekinah, because that's the word that says what God's glory is when God would manifest himself in the temple to the people of Israel. So in our Shekinah, we see God's glory in bringing her to us. Excellent. Wow. What a neat story. It is. Yeah. So when you're not hanging with your husband or your your pets, what do you like to do in your spare time now that you're retired? And I know you have more time than you did. Well, what do you I, fill it with? <laughs> I do love reading here. I love to be able to take that time and read the guideposts. I also take some classes um, that are, they're non-credit, they're not connected with a school, but right now I'm in a study of Genesis and a study of the champions of the Bible, and I enjoy both of those. I'm I'm active at my church. One of my favorite projects... Give your church a shout out for Okay, us. Dundee Presbyterian Church, yes. All right. And one of my favorite ongoing projects year-round right now is Operation Christmas Child Shoeboxes. They are um, one of the activities that Samaritan's Purse does, and the shoeboxes are filled with things that the children need and can use and are sent around the world along with the opportunity to tell them about Jesus. But I stay involved in that day in and day out by looming hats. I don't knit. I don't crochet, I don't want to learn how, but I want to be able to put pretty hats in shoeboxes so I loom. Could you explain looming a little <laughs> bit more? Because when I hear the word loom, I think of something that towers over something. Yes. Um, so, But I'm, I think I'm getting an Odyssey vibe from this, from looming, Penelope at the loom. Oh, dear. Well, they make them both rectangular and round because I'm making hats. I use a round one. And you wrap the yarn around these little pegs on this circle about the size of a head. And then you just wrap the yarn and, and lift pieces of yarn over other pieces until it ends up looking like it's knitted. And you make it as long or short as you want it. And it is downright idiot proof. And that's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so what flips your switch, Karen, when you're not um, making hats or working, say, for your church? Uh, what, what are your other hobbies? What well, do you like to do? when the time is right, I do enjoy gardening, and um, I suppose you would find it especially interesting that one of my favorite things in the garden are my caterpillars, and uh, the past few years, I've planted plants especially to draw the caterpillars because they are for the swallowtail butterflies, oh. and the butterflies themselves are not especially unique or anything, but but they're helpful, and we like them. And so I plant dill and parsley for the caterpillars really? as well as flowers. I did not know that dill that that caterpillars were drawn by dill and parsley. That's when what I they think want of to dill, sit and of course, eat. I think of pickles. Yes. So. Well, the caterpillars want to sit and yeah. eat dill. So. so gardening is your favorite. What else? Um, let's see. Love to read, of course. That's a and, common thread with all yes. of our volunteers. I, I don't think I've, I've talked to a single volunteer yet that hasn't said I love reading. And that's uh, why we share it. And then I do also like to, um, I play the piano a little bit. I really? try and do that every day. Yes. Yes. I've been playing since I was about three. What's your favorite piece? Oh, I don't have favorites. I don't, I don't do favorites. Give, but, me, give me one piece that you love. Um... Okay, when no one's around and I can play it really loud, I do enjoy playing Downtown and the House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> but I God also bless Clark. <laughs> 
I also enjoy um, classical, you know, Furelis and um, things like that. And I play a lot of church hymns. I enjoy Chopin? them as well. You play any Chopin? Um, a little bit, yes. Wow. Nothing yeah. nothing fancy. Don't I can tell you're thinking fancy. No, this is really the sure. simple scaled-down version. Got it. Got it. <laughs> well, Karen, tell me what brought you to Radio Talking Book? Many years ago, my brother-in-law's mother, I believe many years ago, was like a volunteer coordinator here. And she used to say, oh, Karen, we need people to read. And um, so that was what interested me. Do you remember the name of the person? Um, Joanne Boyer. That's not ringing a bell. It has Hmm. been a very, I mean, we're talking like maybe 30 years ago, right? Okay, then no wonder it's not ringing a bell. Yes. I was here back in the days of Sybil. Yes. uh, When I first got here. And um, I told Joanne when I when I had time, I would remember that. And so when I retired, that was one of the things I headed off to do. How long have you been here? Can you remember that? Um, I think it's probably been a, around four years. I, I think that's about right. I think you got here before the pandemic. Yes. Because so, yes. I was certainly here. But I, but I can't remember, Karen. I know you've been doing guideposts for a while. What did you do before that? Started off with For Your Information. Aha. Yes. Did you ever read the Wall Street Journal or am I No. Not? Okay. No. I did one of the local newspapers a couple times when you needed somebody to yes, fill in. Yes, you're a wonderful, reliable sub. But, thank you. But you fit really well in guideposts. Clearly, it aligns with your faith, and it's it's something for you to read that you're passionate about, which is always the best outcome. I do enjoy it, yes. And, of course, let me give a shout-out and a plug for guideposts. Again, for Karen, that's every Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m., Karen, as always, time flies when you're having fun, and it's been a blast talking to you today. We're to our last question. If there's a message you could give to our listeners, what would it be? I was grateful for the heads up on this, Ryan. Thank you. I I got to thinking, you know, I think it's probably just to really be present today because when we look back to our histories, whether it's something we love in our past or, or not, we can't live there. And uh, when, whether we're yearning for the future or dreading the future, nobody's promised tomorrow. So I think it's just really important to be here today. And, and while, while I'm here, I want to make an improvement, whether it's with my, my mind or my hands or my heart. I think improving today is, is a, a good thing. Very well stated. Karen, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure getting to know you better. Thank you, Ryan. And our guest has been Karen Cote. Catch her every Sunday afternoon reading guideposts on Radio Talking Book. This is Ryan O. with Volunteer Spotlight, who's behind that voice. Thanks so much for listening today. And please stay tuned for our next program on Radio Talking Book. Bye-bye, folks.